scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Hey, what's up, my fellow Bucks fans? Welcome to the Bucks Trilogy podcast from the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. I am your host, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla. Again, I am here with Trevor Sunshine and Tyler T. Plush. We are here to talk Bucks. First off, I would like to give a big shout out to the women's United States soccer team. Hell of a job pulling off that win against the Netherlands and bringing home back-to-back championships. Way to represent. Woo! USA! USA! I'm glad that we are even better at the sport that we do not idolize in this country compared to Europe. So that's, that's pretty big, though. I mean, Europe, they're a really good team, so good for them kicking ass. But they did good. We're here to talk about the Bucks, though. So I'd like to start off with the big news from this weekend. Uh, the Bucks signed the older brother of the Greek freak. So the original Greek freak, Thanasis Adetokounmpo. Now, Thanasis has been spending the last few years playing in Europe. He was originally drafted by the Knicks in the second round a year after Giannis was drafted. So, I'll just leave it up to you guys. What do you think about this move by John Horst? Uh, it's it's an interesting one. Um <laughs> It's it's kind of exciting to like you can envision like the potential of like two Giannis's running around, which is kind of a very scary thought. Um, but obviously, he's been in the league before Giannis was, and uh, hasn't really panned out, you know, wherever he's played. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's kind of cool, but I'm not expecting a whole lot uh, out of it, really. Let's be clear. There's not going to be two Giannis's running around there. Thanasis no. is not Giannis. <laughs> not at all. Um, I, I would have liked it better if it was a year. Um, because he really hasn't shown the ability to stay in the NBA and be good enough to stay in the NBA. Um, so that kind of worries me. And I know we kind of talked about it when I think when he signed on that or when we thought he was going to be on the summer league team that, um, it would have been like awkward if the bucks 
signed him and then ended up like cutting or trading him, would Giannis be upset at the organization because of that or kind of what's going on with that? So the two years thing that way kind of scares me. Um, but I think overall I do think it, it should be okay and we'll see what happens. I think he could be, I never, I don't think he's going to be your sixth, seventh guy in the rotation, but if you get a valuable, like maybe he's the 10th guy consistently through the regular season. So maybe he doesn't get a lot of postseason run, but maybe he helps enough to be kind of that 10th guy um, in the rotation and is just consistent enough to do that. Um, that would be okay with me, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and anything that is going to help with Giannis being happy, I think, is a good move overall. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So I want to play a real quick game with you guys. So shout-out to Paul Hennings, uh, Brew City Paul on Twitter. He's one of my favorite guys to follow with the Bucks. I I tend to agree with his opinion a lot, um, a lot more than other Bucks uh, Twitter people, not naming names, but mostly people that um, don't have knowledgeable opinions. Anyways, <laughs> so Paul Henning tweeted out a list of recent end of the bench Bucks players. So this is like the worst player on our team uh, in recent years. So I'm going to name the player. I basically just want you guys to say you think Thanasis could provide more value than um, that player. Alright, okay. so we ready? Ready. We're going to go from recent to uh, further in the past. Alright, so first, Tim Frazier. More value oh. than Asis yep, does. <laughs> I'm gonna say less. Tim Frazier did play a full game this year. <laughs> he did against Granted, the Hawks. It a great game. Literally, it was like the Bucks G League roster in that game. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, Brandon Jennings. Less. At the time of Brandon Jennings' career, I'm going to say Thanasis is going to have more. Ooh. Okay. I think Brandon Jennings was kind of a similar thing. Brought it, brought him in as like a good experience. Not not so much for what he would do on the court, but like yeah. a mm-hmm. fan favorite type thing. Um, Shabazz Muhammad. Uh, oh, boy. You know, that guy could score a lot. Um, I'm going to say less. Shabazz for me was like, I absolutely loved him for like two minutes, and then the next eight he would just piss me off so much. Uh, oh, I don't know. I Can I say about the same? Yeah. Yeah. Um, next is DeAndre Liggins. More. 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 Yeah, I, DeAndre had no offense, but he was very good at defense. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say less. I'm gonna say I less. I just think 
Jason Kidd played DeAndre Liggins entirely too much, so it kind of like yeah made it sour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary Payton third. Oh boy, now you're really testing my memory. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna pass on this one. I don't have a knowledgeable opinion. I'd be one of the Twitter people you hate. <laughs> well, you said more than Tim Frazier and DeAndre Liggins, so I, I think you would probably go with more than Gary Payton, yeah, especially yeah. if you don't remember him at all. <laughs> True. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember us getting him, but I don't remember much of an impact, so yeah, I'm going to say more. Yeah, he was like our first two-way player, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. This one, I think we all know the answer to. Jason Terry. Less. 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 <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I miss Steve Jed so much. Uh, I'm going to say less. Yeah, I... I just love Steve Novak so much. I'm going to go less, too. Yeah, I'd say less. Could you imagine having Steve Novak on this Bucks team versus the one he was on? Oh, that would be awesome. Be Fit perfect. right in. It, <laughs> it would have been like if Nico would have actually done something last year. <laughs> uh, Axel Toupin. More. I'm not going to lie. I do not have any idea who that guy is. <laughs> he was... <laughs> He wasn't on like a whole year. It was like a couple ten day contracts. I yeah. Now that I look at the name, because I pulled up that tweet too, I th- think I remember the name. But yeah, I would say more. I really hope more. <laughs> Honestly, when I started thinking about Thanasis on the Bucks, I really thought about Axel because I think they're very similar players. They're very athletic. They're gonna score within two feet of the hoop, mostly on dunks and. They're known more so for their defense. So, on, I I think he's going to contribute a little bit more, maybe. But that's my closest um, comparison for Thanasis. All right, two more. Chris Copeland. More. God, I hope more. <laughs> I'm going to say less. We used Chris Copeland a lot. We shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Jason Kidd's favorite player ever, somehow. Jorge Gutierrez. Uh, that goes more. Um, I'll stay. I'll say the same. All right. Yeah. Agreed. So, so that's a list of what ten of our recent end of the bench guys. Um, that's just putting into perspective what role. We're going to expect Thanasis to play. Now, a couple of those guys played big roles for our team. Jason Terry, um, Chris Copeland. That was that was the year that we had the worst record in the NBA, wasn't it? Or right around there. We were I trash think it was the year we after. Year after? I think. But anyways, so... I think, I think it's something to kind of relax on. He's not going to see the court. I think he's going to spend a lot of time in Oshkosh, in the G League, personally. Um, it, this move is 100% for Giannis. And Trevor, your point for the two years is because that just shows our commitment to him for at least the next two years. Yeah. 
And since Giannis is eligible to sign the extension next summer, um, I mean, we can sign, we can re-sign him then. Um, with him knowing that his brother's still going to be on the team, so their contracts end the same year. Yeah. And now, I just yeah, go saw, ahead. I just saw that it's fully guaranteed, so there's like not even. I mean, we could just like cut him or something, but it is right. a fully guaranteed contract. I just saw that, so. Right. So, that was interesting to me. I thought it'd be a one in one, but. It's a it's a very low risk thing. Some people I saw on Twitter were saying this is a really high risk. How in the hell is this a high risk? No matter who it's we a sign at this. Minimum contract, isn't it? Yeah, it's a minimum contract. <laughs> at this minimum point, minimum contracts who, are by definition not risky at all <laughs> yeah like you're the whoever we sign at this point is probably not gonna take anyone's spot in the rotation right and we're gonna talk more about that in a second but it's you're signing your 15th man here it's not a huge deal you might as well go for somebody who's gonna make the make your superstar happy right and could you imagine these two going at it in practice granted they're on totally different levels but if you're going against your brother one-on-one in practice or even five-on-five scrimmaging in practice no one's going to push you more than that guy especially your older brother so i think it's a great move by john horst of course he always makes those good moves but would you guys agree with that yeah, I think putting it in perspective of who our 15th man has been the last couple of years helps a lot. Because <laughs> um, I, I was kind of like Trevor confused in the two years part of it at first, but putting it all together, that makes sense. And if it helps us keep Giannis, even better. <laughs> right, I mean, it, and it's almost like a him or Paul Paul Gasol type role of a mentor um, who's not really there for time on the court, but to just make other people happy and give them knowledge. True. But Yeah. Yep. I mean the end goal is to get Giannis to write his name on that Supermax contract. So if this is what's gonna do it, it's uh hundred percent you have to do it. Well I think re signing Chris made a big difference too. That like yes. helps solidify the fact yeah, we mm-hmm. he's not leaving next year. <laughs> Well, all these guys. Giannis is having his uh, Adetokounmpo's event now, and Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, and George Hill are in Greece hanging out with him and all his brothers. <laughs> so you can see what a bond they created this past year. That's awesome. And and maybe right? that shows more of why George Hill was more of a priority than Malcolm Brogdon was this offseason. Right. Maybe they right. felt like Giannis got along with them more, kind of just in general, and maybe that was kind of the designing factor was to keep Giannis happy. They felt like George Hill did that better than Brogdon. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Now, one thing I got thinking when I saw this deal is, does this kind of make you a little bit worried at all? Does it make you kind of think that the Bucks? might be a little desperate like they might think 
there's a chance Giannis could bolt. So they're doing everything in their power to make him want to stay, such as bringing in his brother, who, in my opinion, might become the worst player in the league instantly once he's signed. Um, but do you think that this is kind of a desperate attempt to keep Giannis? No, I, I don't think it's a desperate attempt. I think, you know, more of anything, it's like a almost like a courtesy, <laughs> um, you know, to Giannis, like, everything that he went through like when he first came in the league uh, you know trying to get like his family over here and whatnot and then you know going out and signing his brother you know two years guaranteed all this money is you know kind of like a weight off his shoulder like all right I know I've got two years to you know if he's depending on how he can develop um, you know work hard and see what he can become I think that's kind of like a weight lifted off their shoulders too so I wouldn't call it desperation, more of like a, a family courtesy. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right, Tyler. I don't think it's desperation. I just think it's a team doing what they think they need to do to keep their superstar, but I don't see it as desperation. Um, not at yeah. this point anyways. I mean, the Bucks. We're just two games from the NBA Finals, and I don't think Giannis is thinking about leaving, especially now that they went and did all these things. They went and signed most of the team back that they could. Now they signed his brother. I think they're just trying to do things to make the team a winning team, but also make Giannis happy and make Giannis want to stay in Milwaukee. Okay. Well, one of the reasons I bring it up is because there were the talks that the Bucks were bringing him in for Summer League. Now, we could have easily done that as an act of good faith for him. Um, I don't know. Potentially, they thought it wasn't enough, or maybe even, hell, maybe Giannis even was like, uh, I'd rather have him on the team. And we also could have signed him to a two-way contract, which wouldn't have locked him up for two years but it would have given him time with the team yet also time with the G League to develop some more so I don't know I I think there were some other options that we could have easily done that were more suitable for Thanasis's talents and also an act of good faith but it seemed like that two year that second year is the big thing that they wanted, and that's why they signed him to a uh, an NBA contract. Does that sound accurate, or do you guys disagree with that still, or what? It it, it makes sense. I get what you're saying, um, but then again, I also will back you up to the point you made earlier, where you said we think he'll spend most of his time in Oshkosh. So I don't think. You know, you're still going to utilize him in what's best for him, which will be kind of developing in the G League. Yeah. yeah. And I think – and that whole exercise we went through with how the end of the roll bench – or who we had at the end of the roll um, – or end of the bench guys were these past few years. Um, I don't know. The minimum contract – you know he's going to not have a huge role on this team unless he proves that he deserves it. Um, but I think, I don't know, it just 
with the vet minimum contract, it just there's not a lot of other players, and that's what the Bucks have to use basically to fill out their roster is just minimum contracts, so they don't go into the tax. Um, and w- why not get someone that's going to make Giannis happy at this point? Even if he's your 15th guy, even if he's playing in Oshkosh, who cares? It's a minimum contract. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think it's a um, desperation move. I think, if anything, it's kind of like putting the seal on anybody else's chan- chances for him. Um, like the Mavericks there's obviously they drafted Costas and they could they could have done that just for his potential but you know that they did it as a potential chance to sway Giannis so for us to take that away from who knows the Mavericks could have signed Thanasis too and pitched to him hey we got two of your brothers here why don't you come down here? Or everyone's saying the Knicks. I don't think there's a way in hell Giannis goes to the Knicks. But <laughs> who knows? People would get desperate and try to do that stuff. So I guess the I think the Bucks are just beating them to the punch there. So, um, yeah, so just I'm just putting it out there. See if there's any worry at all. Because this is kind of an extreme move, if you if you think about it, it's a it's a small move with big implications. I'll put it that way. So we did touch on it real quick, but I want to see what your guys' thoughts are for our rotation this next season. We basically have our roster set. We have fourteen guys on the roster right now. Of course, we have to move at least one of John Luer or Ursan, or maybe both, to clear up room to sign George Hill. Um, but let's be real, our, we're basically set. The only other people we can sign are on veteran minimum contracts. We do have about $20 million in uh, uh, trade exceptions. So we could make a big splash there. I don't know who we would target or how we could make that happen, but that's always a possibility. But let's let's just assume this is the meat and potatoes of our rotation right here. So you guys have any thoughts on what our rotation is going to look like? Um, I guess starting with the starters, um, we really only need to fill in Brogdon's spot. Um, so for me, I think Wes Matthews is probably going to get that spot. Um, I think the only Agreed. other counter to that is people would say, oh, why not George Hill? Um, but I kind of like George Hill, you know, in that bench mob role, um, coming off kind of the leader of the second unit, that veteran guy experience knows how to, you know, weather the storm when shit gets bad and can take, he can take over games. We've, we saw him do it in the playoffs. Um, so I kind of like him coming off the bench. And then uh, I saw a thread on Twitter the other day talking about Wes Matthews. And basically, in terms of wide-open three-point percentage, um, he was pretty similar to what Brogdon's percentage was. They were neck and neck. 
Um, and then I saw another thread where it was a lot of Wes Matthews coming off a pick and roll, and he'll take like it was maybe one or two dribbles in, and then he has this nice little step back, and it was just drains those threes. Um, so yeah, obviously Brogdon was very selective in his three point shooting, whereas with Mass Wes Matthews um, his ability to kind of create his own three point shot as well. Um, so I think he'd be a perfect replacement for Brogdon's role that'll be missing from last year. All right, so um, I I don't know. I think at least to start the season, the West Matthews to the starting rotation makes the most sense to me. We kind of have to see how summer league plays out, how you know, those exhibition games at the beginning of the season, how those all play out. But I think it makes the most sense to have Wes Matthews in in the starting rotation. Um, something I would like to see, because I think Wes Matthews coming off the bench makes a lot of sense too. And I just offensively, it's nice to have an extra jolt of a guy that can just go out there and score in bunches. Um, it would, if he can prove to be a competent player, and basically all that means is play defense and shoot threes, is Sterling Brown makes a ton of sense. I don't think that's what it's going to be to start the year, but I think if he plays well, it makes a lot of sense just because I feel like Wes Matthews can be more of a quick scorer off the bench, and that that's where we need our scoring we have Giannis we have Chris we have Brooke um Eric can get buckets too like you don't need a ton of scoring you just need some spacing and some good defense from that shooting guard role so hopefully that's what Sterling could give us because I would love to see George Hill and Wes Matthews as that backcourt coming off the bench that would be awesome yeah okay I could see it it's nice to have these so many guys on our team that can play multiple positions. And that's what Jason Kidd started instilling in this team. And Coach Buds embraced it and just used it better. <laughs> um, I kind of made like a, uh, a chart on my sheet here of where I place people on the depth chart. And... I've got guys overlapping in different positions, and then, so I I believe that Bledsoe, Chris, Giannis, and Brooks obviously stay in the lineup. I think Wes Matthews starts because he's not going to be your primary offensive guy. He, he is not good at really initiating an offense, or um, he really isn't that good at creating his own shot. When he does take those contested threes off the dribble, he's not as efficient. He is much more of a catch-and-shoot guy, especially from the corner, which we desperately needed. We did not take many corner threes this last year. Um, So I think he fits perfectly with those starters. I think you do need to have George Hill off the bench because unless you're planning on Giannis running the point, we need that playmaker there. Um, so I see George Hill, Pat Connaughton, um, Ursan, 
and Robin Lopez kind of being that second unit with probably Chris or Giannis is going to be in the lineup as well there. Um, I'm really... I'm really not on the Sterling Brown wagon yet. Um, he hasn't proved anything, even in summer league right now. He's shooting 25% from the field. He's always tried to force shots, which we don't need on our team. We need we need him to be more of the role player who's going to catch and shoot, not try to make his own shot. Um, but he is great on defense and rebounding. The one player I feel really bad for is DJ Wilson. I love the guy, but I mean, Robin Lopez and Ursan are just better at this point. Um, they really are. And I'm sure DJ can get minutes. It's just going to take some time. Like in the summer league, he isn't playing a whole ton. He's He is dealing with some injury issues, but it's not anything serious. And he has had some injury issues throughout. Um, and then who knows with Dante. Is he a shooting guard? I don't think he's really a point guard. Is he going to come back and shoot like he did at the start of the season? Or as he did later on as he got more comfortable? Um, but yeah, I think, I think we got that uh, nice 11 players right now that can contribute to our rotation. I, I don't think everyone's, all of those guys are going to play every night. Um, it's going to depend on the rhythm and whatnot, which Coach Bud showed he was going to do, and that's what worked. Um, so it's good. It's good to have that depth still. Um, anything else you want to add to the rotation? Uh, so the only thing I have to say, I'm... I'm still not quite on the Robin Lopez train yet. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, so what we talked about last week, just kind of that system fit. Um, but, you know, I think that's – it's hard because if you want to put DJ Wilson in the lineup, um, then you essentially have to put him, you know, basically as a power forward, maybe small forward which basically means if Giannis is on the court, then he becomes your center. Um, you know, of, of course, all that's used kind of loosely uh, position-wise. Um, but for me, it's, it's just a matter of keeping that good spacing no matter who's on the floor, which is the problem I see with Robin right now, which is why I'd like to see the Urson or the DJ Wilson uh, get more minutes compared to him. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, I'm excited for Robin. I might be in the minority here, but he's proven that he is a good player. He's a he's a pretty good player, man. He's started pretty much every team he's played on um, because he's so good at defense and rebounding. Um, I think he is going to get better at three-point shooting. He's not going to shoot the lights out, but as you've seen with all our centers so far, they're Coach Bud wants him to shoot. So even John Henson shot pretty well from three while he was here. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If he doesn't adapt and shoot more, then I think there's just more minutes for DJ. It's a good problem to have right now. So uh, with that, do you have any free agents 
out there that are still on your radar? I know there's not much left, pretty slim pickings at this point, um, but the big domino fell with Kawhi Leonard, and then a bunch of guys went off the board going to the Lakers and all that. So anybody still out there that you have interest in? Uh, I know there's been a lot of rumors. I think he's still available. Kyle Cover is still out there, correct? He hasn't been bought out yet. Okay. Yeah, I so say I know there's been a lot of talk with Corver, and and a lot of people are kind of excited about it. Um, but I don't, I'm especially after signing Wes Matthews and given the guards that we have. Uh, I don't know if I'm totally like, yeah, we really need Kyle Corver because then it's like that's another guy you gotta try and find minutes and it's be difficult to do that um so not quite on board the kyle corver train if he gets bought out whatever happens with him um but yeah i mean other than that that's that's all i've really heard i haven't really thought about any other free agents at all yet yeah i don't i don't have any other names um i'm on the opposite why not get kyle corver like if he gets bought out and it sounds like that's what's going to happen. Um, but when that happens, why not go for him? Bud's system, you can't have enough shooters. Why not have more shooting? And that's all Kyle Corver does. Go out and get shooters. Yeah, that's true. Um, he doesn't play defense, but we don't really need him to when you get Giannis lurking on the other side and Brooke Lopez dropping. So... Um, there's a few names out there. I don't know who would be willing to sign for the minimum and who we're targeting right now. Um, we, at this point, we have 14 guys on our roster, so we got one spot left. But, like I said, we got to make at least one move, so there should be two spots open. A couple guys that piqued my interest. Um, we got Justin Holiday. Um, he was on the Bulls and then he made he got traded around a bit um he's a three and D player obviously the brother of Drew Holiday and Aaron Holiday he started last year shooting really good from three he kind of tailed off at the end there but he's a solid defensive player long lanky guy so he fits the bill for a Bucks player um we got someone like Justin Anderson another three and D guy not as great on defense. Um, he's a solid shooter, but that's another wing option. I think we could use another maybe wing player. Um, you got Jamichael Green. I doubt anyone could get him for the minimum, but he's a big that could space the floor. We might be a little deep on bigs right now, but, I mean, if he wants to come here, why the hell not? Um, David Nwaba phenomenal defensive player he's he's a shooting guard um, but he is a great perimeter defender not so good at threes yet but that could change and then of course the one that I've been saying every week my man Vince Carter <laughs> I mean we could use a veteran presence right now I'm, who's the oldest guy on our team at this point Ursan our son's our guy, and I don't think he's he hasn't won a ring yet. So, could use someone 
someone with some uh, pedigree on our team. So I'd be down for that. Those are just some options that I got. And, of course, Kyle Korver's there as well. Um, so with that, I think we're just going to wrap up. We're going to... We're gonna wrap up, man. I got not much else to say today. What do you guys have anything else on uh, how free agency's gone or anything? Uh, not. I don't have any thoughts on how the Bucks free agency's gone. It's been wild everywhere else. But <laughs> um, I have seen some people because obviously uh, Westbrook wants out of OKC. So I've seen people like yeah. posting their trade simulators to get Westbrook and I'm like why on earth would you want Russell Westbrook I mean he's a good player but like that's not he's not gonna fit our system at all you can't shoot from three <laughs> um so I mean, yeah he'd be like Bledsoe except worse on defense <laughs> and <laughs> needs the ball a lot more he needs oh. the ball a lot more Bledsoe can shoot a lot better <laughs> than Westbrook You're, that's maybe a bit of a stretch there <laughs> yeah I don't know about much better. Well, first off, if that happens, there has to be a ton of salary shedding, first off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it basically is like paying Eric Bledsoe twice the amount of money, and he can rebound a little bit better. Okay, probably a lot a bit better. Not as good at defense, though, and then shoots... Yeah, about the same. I think I think it's about the same shooting wise. It's just Westbrook just chucks all the time, even more than Bledsoe did, and that yeah. that's what we complained about with him in the postseason. So, no, no, thank you. Run away from that phone call if it rings. <laughs> yep. Yes, much agreed. Um, I guess we'll just talk about it real quick. Um. Have you guys gotten a chance to watch the Summer League at all? Or at least look at the stats or anything? I have looked uh-huh. at the stats. That's about it. <laughs> yes, I I made sure I pulled up the stats just so I had something. <laughs> I have not watch, been able to watch a game yet. All right. Well, I guess I'll just ask you, has anyone stood out to you in Summer League or anyone disappointed you so far? Uh, it's I only mean, been two games. Yes, yeah, so obviously Sterling Brown has been on a little bit of a slump. Starting off, um, say what he shot four seventeen in the first game and three of eleven in the second game. So <laughs> um, obviously, without not watching the game, he probably probably you know forcing the issue a little bit. Um, the cool thing that stood out to me, and this is the first time I've ever heard this name, was we have a six eleven center Jock Landell on there yeah. who was what undrafted in twenty eighteen four-year player from St. Mary's and uh, first game he shot three of eight from three and second game one of two so I mean if you're sticking with my philosophy of you know centers who can stretch the floor and shoot threes um, I think that's kind of might be something to watch throughout summer league and hey he did go 10 of 10 from the free throw line in one game so that's good as well obviously has some touch there we could use some free throw shooting on our team right (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I was just looking at this. Is is DJ hurt? Am I missing something? What? This this website I'm looking at. Hopefully it's up to date. Says DJ Wilson hasn't played a game. No, he has not yet. 
Neither is okay, Fletcher my, McGee. It, th- yeah, that was my second right. question. What happened to Fletcher McGee? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. I was like searching up and down this, and I'm like, where is Fletcher McGee? And then I'm like, am I getting his name wrong? Is Am I just stupid? And then I looked up his name, and I'm like, nope, that was right. Where is he? Hmm. So you don't know what's happening with him? I have no idea. Hmm. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so outside of those two questions, um, I guess there there's quite a few. There's a couple things that surprise me. One, Bonzi Colson is averaging 20 points a game in his first two games. Yeah. Um, 52% from the field. Uh, four and a half rebounds, a steal a game. Yeah, so pretty good from Bonzi. Um, and then Rayshon Tucker. I know I talked about him. Obviously, I was most hyped about Fletcher McGee, but this was another guy I was kind of excited for. Um, not a ton of points, just eight points a game, um, 44%, but... Hopefully, that's just another guy I'm keeping an eye on. Another last person I really want to keep an eye on is Xavier Munford, obviously. If you paid attention to the G League at all in the last year or two, um, he's been very good for the herd. So hopefully he can kind of pick it up. He's only got four points um, through the first two games. Yeah. Yeah. Four points a game, I should say. We got quite a few guys that have some potential on our summer league team uh one guy that you guys didn't mention who i'm a huge fan of is dalton hummus um he had a really good game one i believe he had 18 points um shot great from three i think he shot 75 percent overall in the game i don't know if he played the second game i was trying to look up his stats i don't think he did but if he did he didn't have a very standout game but Great player, terrible at defense, but um, that's one player I'd be excited to see. I mean, if you miss out on Kyle Korver, um, and if you watch some of the stats, uh, some of the plays by Dalton, um, he can make his own three-point shot off the dribble. He can catch and shoot. So I mean, you you could take a chance on an unknown young guy with upside. Uh, so just some names to keep an eye out as summer league continues. We're guaranteed at least three more games. I know we still have to play Team China, who everyone has just been destroying. And then we also play... Who? Who am I forgetting? Well, shit. We got one more game, and then it starts playoffs. Um, uh, We're one-on-one right now, so I don't know if we'll make it into the playoffs or if we're going to do kind of a constellation thing so that's your summer league update for the box and all free agent news thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week bye bye peace